What's going on, Fourth and Inches Podcast listeners? You got Dan, Kevin, Stevie P coming at you. What's going on, fellas? What's going on, boys? What's going on, world? What's up, guys? All right, so Wednesday podcast. Uh, so, you know, we'll get into the news, um, you know, talk about our high guys for the week. Uh, and, of course, we'll get into some star sick questions with you guys, and we'll preview tomorrow night's game. Uh, but first, don't forget to check us out on our website at www.fourthandinchesff.com. That's www.the4thinchesff.com for a bunch of content. You got articles, blogs, player profiles, rankings, and you can subscribe to our VIP content. This will give you access to DFS info. You know, it'll give you lineups, uh, articles on players we like for Daily Fantasy. Um, and it'll also, if you sign up for the website, uh, you'll have access to the player profiles, the player guides that we're going to do in this offseason. So, you know, check those out and also look for us on the Fantasy Life app. We've been doing star sick questions on there throughout the year. And if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button and give us a five-star rating. Also, if you're interested in doing a $2 fantasy uh, tour- or $2 FanDuel tournament, uh, every Sunday, you know, you can compete against uh, the three of us. We do a little tournament for two bucks, nothing crazy. If you're interested, the link is in the podcast show notes. So just click on that link. It'll take you right to the tournament, throw your lineup in, and test your wits against us. And now we'll get into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. All right, so um, Devontae Adams was limited in practice today, and Jimmy Graham got a Veterans Day off. Uh, so, but, but, you know, both of them are more likely to play uh, going into this week. Philip Dorsett was sidelined for Wednesday's practice. He received a concussion on that touchdown pass from Julian Edelman. Uh, Nelson Aguilar did not practice today with a knee injury. I think he has sustained it on the drop touchdown pass. And uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Jordan Howard were both limited. Uh, Jordan Howard, though, has not been cleared for contact yet. Uh, Mari Cooper was a full participant in Wednesday. It's actually good for the Cowboys because Cooper has, you know, not really been practicing like that. Uh, however, uh, Lyle Collins was um, not able to practice. So, you know, he's a big, uh, you know, big part of that line. Uh, Rams coach Sean McVay said Robert Woods is still away from the team's facility dealing with a family matter. Uh, Tyler Lockett was sidelined for Wednesday's practice, but I believe uh, Pete Carroll said he will play this week. Uh, Will Fuller still dealing with that hamstring injury is questionable. More than likely when Will Fuller is questionable, he will not play. (laughs) James Conner was not, uh, he was sidelined for Wednesday's practice dealing with the shoulder injury. Uh, as was um, uh, Juju Smith Schuster. It's looking like Juju Smith Schuster is, is going to wind up being out this week. Uh, however, Deontay Johnson is was playing. You know, he got that hit, uh, you know, and I think it was middle of the third quarter. He was bleeding from his ear. But, you know, he practiced in full today, so more than likely he'll wind up playing. Uh, George Kittle remains sidelined for Wednesday's practice. Uh, uh, also, guys on the 49ers did not practice. Matt Breda, Debo Samuel, Emmanuel Sanders, Joe Staley, and Robbie Gold. All fantasy-relevant players. I mean, Joe Staley is relevant for that run run game. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky was a full participant in Wednesday's practice, dealing with that hit pointer. Uh, they said he will be the starter going forward. Uh, Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry were both limited in practice. Uh, Alden Tate was sidelined for Wednesday's practice. I doubt if we see him this week after that, you know, hit that he he sustained. Corey Davis is back uh, practicing this week after the bye week. Uh, A.J. Green still was not practicing for the Bengals, so... Who knows what's going on? What's going on there? Chris Thompson was at back at practice for the Redskins. Uh, that should be interesting to see how it cuts into the running back workload with guys coming back and AP being there as well. Uh, Delaney Walker returned to practice today. He has been dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, 
Jordan Wilkins was removed from the Colts injury report. Uh, remember, Frank Reich said that it is going to be kind of a timeshare between Jordan Wilkins and Jonathan Williams, and Naeem Hines would see probably more of the passing down work. So, you know, Jordan Wilkins, who was who was a scratch uh, due to injury this past Sunday, uh, looks like he will be back and ready to go tomorrow night. Uh, all right. Julio Jones was actually um, just an observer at practice today with a noticeable limp. And Matt Ryan had a day off, uh, you know, I guess a veteran's day off so he can kind of heal through from that ankle, ankle injury. Uh, still no Devontae Freeman. Still no Austin Hooper for you guys. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is questionable for tomorrow's uh, Week 12 game against the Texans. However, I do believe he practiced in full today. So... You know, pay attention to T.Y. because he's definitely a guy you're going to want to throw in your lineups if he is available. Eric Ebron is questionable for Week 12 matchup against the Texans. Uh, David Njoku, uh, you know, had surgery on his wrist, apparently. They're going to take their time uh, getting him back healthy. Uh, I believe he practiced limited today, but uh, they're already saying that he's probably not going to be playing um, on Sunday. Uh Bruce Arians said quarterback Jameis Winston was a full participant in practice. So, you know, he was dealing with that ankle injury towards the end of the game. I think if you guys saw that interception, he kind of was limping to try and tackle. You know, he couldn't give it his best effort, I guess, because he was limping to, uh, you know, get over there. Uh, Paul Richardson was back at practice for the Redskins. Uh, Sterling Shepard remains in the concussion protocol, but practiced in full on Wednesday. Uh, and that pretty much looks like it's... Oh, Evan Ingram remains sidelined for Wednesday's practice. You're going to have to pay attention with Evan Ingram. Uh, you know, he did not pr play the game before the bye, and, you know, they said this is pretty much a two- to four-week injury. We talked about this on Monday. I believe it was in the news that this is that Monday was two weeks. Uh, he said he kind of felt better ahead of schedule, but, you know, it's not looking like he's going to be able to play. Uh, or, I'm sorry, it's not looking like he practiced today, and, you know, he's questionable whether he's going to play on Sunday. Um, and that's pretty much it for the news. Anything you guys want to touch on? Nah, nothing nah, that was, you know, nothing that – we can't get to on Friday because most of the most of that we're gonna learn, you know what's going on on Friday. All right, so let's get into uh, tomorrow night's game. We have uh, the Colts and Texans uh, in Houston. So, uh, Steve, why don't you start this one off? Get into this one a little bit. Uh, for me, this is the. This is the game where you got to see if Deshaun Watson is going to be that, you know, league winner for you down the stretch or if he is going to be, you know, just a good quarterback because I feel like the, you know, Colts defense is very good and Deshaun Watson, since not having Will Fuller, has been just okay. Um, he hasn't been great. He hasn't been, you know, bad. Last week he was terrible. But, you know what I mean, he, he's basically been just okay for you. I mean, with Will Fuller, the first six games of the season, I want to say he was quarterback two. You know what I mean? So he was very, very good. You know, so without Will Fuller, you know, we're going to have to see how he does against this Colts team, and hopefully he has Will Fuller back the following week because then I think, you know, he could go on a nice run here. But, you know, you got DeAndre Hopkins going to probably go see a lot of uh, Rock Yassin, you know, the rookie corner for the – the Colts, and he's been, you know, he's been okay this year. He hasn't been great, hasn't been bad. Um, he's just, he's a young guy that I think Hopkins should be able to take advantage of. And, you know, hopefully Hopkins has a big day because, you know, we kind of need Hopkins to start having some big days. He's just been okay this year. Uh, Kenny Stills, I'm not playing Kenny Stills in this matchup. I just don't feel too, you know, really, really confident in Kenny Stills. You know what I mean? Um, Marvel Tell has been pretty good this year. Uh, it's not a not a matchup that I think Kenny still Kenny still really hasn't been great this year at all. He's been just kind of okay. You know what I mean? So I'm not really worried about Kenny Stills, Kiki Cutie. You can't start him either. Um, you know, so to me on the Texan side of the ball, 
I do think Fells will be involved. So, you know, I wouldn't mind starting Fells as a low-end number one tight end. But it's Hopkins, it's Watson. And then, you know, at the running back position, you know, Duke Johnson is just – He's the bass catching back. You know what I mean? He really that's really all he is. You can't you can't even you can't really rely on him. He had a couple of games in a row where he had a touchdown, but you saw the last two weeks. If he doesn't have a touchdown, he really is not doing anything for you. Um and Carlos Hyde, you know, he gets a high volume, and I think he'll get a high volume in this game. You know what I mean? I think he'll see close to twenty touches in this game. Uh so I could definitely see, you know, Carlos Hyde being viable. I don't think he's going to be, you know, probably a low end number two, you know, high-end number three running back, you know, so not somebody I'd be really super excited about. Uh, on the other side of the ball, the Colts just, you know, I really, really wish T.Y. Hilton was playing in this game because T.Y. kills the Texans. You know, late, earlier this year he had, you know, 100 yards and a touchdown against him, I think. It was close to 100. I think he had like 90-something and a touchdown. Uh, but he's just been awesome. He, like, kills the Texans every time they play. Um, so, you know, I wish they had T.Y. in this game. It doesn't sound like they're going to have him, but, you know, you got to keep your ears open for tomorrow to see if, if they're going to have him. I honestly would rather that they rest him just so we can have him the rest of the season. But we'll see what happens with that. I mean, so Pascal, I know a lot of people are really down on, on you know, Zach Pascal, but he's going up against Lonnie Johnson, guys. Like, Lonnie Johnson has been terrible this year. You know, so I would start Zach Pascal as, you know, wide receiver three and then after that there's not really any pass catchers in this this backfield or in this you know in this offense that I'm really even thinking about uh Eric Ebron I would start you know as a you know tight end low end tight end one uh, you know just the Texans can't stop anybody you know in the air so you know Pascal and Ebron in the air uh, you know are two guys that I would the only two guys I would trust Brissett you know I think Brissett has an okay game this week um, low end, tight end one. I mean, what, running ugh, quarterback one, and you know that's really all I, I could say about Brissett. I mean, honestly, he might be actually outside my top twelve. I think he's like thirteen. Um, and then of the running backs, I know that's where everybody wants to to know about. Um, the only guy that I feel like you can really trust this week is Naeem Hines. You know I mean, Naeem Hines, you know he's getting the passing catch. You know the pass catching work and I do think that he will get a couple of more carries you know because Mac being out um so he's really the only guy that you can say like with confidence in a PPR league that I, I'm going to start him because you don't know if Jordan Wilkins is going to be the starter or if Jonathan Williams is going to be the starter you have no idea you know there's no way for us to tell you that and the Colts are not going to tell you that I mean the Colts are going to just throw whatever guy out there first and I do think it's going to be by a committee you know approach so Naeem Hines is the only guy that I'm you know I feel confident that I could start, and I know I'm going to get definite points from. But all three of them are, are running back threes, you know, in my book. Yeah, um, I feel 100% agree with you with the running back situation. I don't think you, I don't think you really have an understanding of how the Colts are going to use the running backs until we actually see it. You know, I mean. You know, Jonathan Williams looked great last week, but Jordan Wilkins looked great earlier in the year. He looked really solid earlier in the year. And, uh, you know, Naeem Hines is always going to be their third down guy. He's their third down guy with Marlon Max out there. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. If you have to start a Colts running back, I would definitely be starting Naeem Hines. But, you know, this is definitely a situation you're going to want to pay attention to because of, you know, the injury to Mack. And, you know, you're going to want to see if, they, if there's a – you know, a potential RB two in the at the in, you know in out of that comes out of that this situation. Yeah. Just in time for playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, from the from the Texan side of the ball, you know, same thing. You know, uh, how do you feel about Carlos Hyde? Uh, I, I like I, I like Hyde. I like Hyde for the week. Um, definitely. Uh, you know, he didn't he didn't really do much. Last week he had that nice, you know, that nice run where he ripped off the touchdown. Um, but besides that, he's been pretty consistent. So, I mean, at this at this point, you know, if he's if if you've have him if you have him on your team, more than likely you've been starting him. Um, and I don't think you really, you know, with the, with the way that a lot of the running backs have gone down and are banged up right now, I don't think you have a, you know, I don't think you picked up anybody off the waiver wire unless you picked up maybe Bo. 
that you have a better option. I mean, you're definitely not starting any of those Colts guys over him. So, yeah, it would be. I mean, like Dan said, I mean, you got the buys this week. The guys that are on buy, and then you have the injury. You know, the injury to Mac. You know, you probably. You know, there's if you got even if you got Bo Scarborough. You know, what I mean, in this matchup, I don't know if I, how much I like him. It, it, to me, it's just one of those situations where Carlos Hyde is getting a, a high volume of touches in a really good offense. I know they didn't look good last week, but you know, in a in an offense where you know they can put up you know 35 points you know in any given game. So I mean, he's going to be he's going to be a high value guy just because of what offense he plays in. So you know what I mean. And the Redskins. I know everybody wants to pick on the Redskins, and you know Post Garbo is looks like he's going to be the Lions' go-to guy. But this week, I would you know calm it down a little bit. The Redskins have stopped the run pretty good, you know, the past couple of weeks. I know last week it was you know a situation. Le'Veon Bell, if you watch that game, Le'Veon Bell really didn't do a whole lot. I mean, he got that he got that touchdown. Yeah, touchdown. yeah he got that touchdown, which really helped his numbers, but he didn't really go off i mean he only had 56 yards in the game exactly so he really didn't do a whole lot i mean the redskins are legit and we've seen throughout this entire season that this lions offensive line is not creating these huge holes you know what i mean i think you know if you're comparing bo scarborough to you know carry on johnson i don't think it's close i think carry on johnson is a much better running back you know what i mean so carry on wasn't able to do a whole lot behind this offensive line so i you know to me, I'm not going to start Bo Scarborough over, you know, over Carlos Hyde. He's just a guy that I feel more confident in getting more touches for a team, that, an offense that I like. Yeah, and I don't even know if it's necessarily the more touches. I just think that with Carlos Hyde, you've, you've seen him consistently do it all year long. You know, he hasn't been great, but he hasn't been terrible. Like, he's just been – he's been a solid, you know – uh, right now, I think he's 26th in uh, running back in PPR league. So, you know, at this point, you know, with bye weeks, he's probably you know back in RB2, and he's consistently been there for pretty much all season. So, you know, I, if you're talking – if that's their situation, I definitely agree. I think I'm going Carlos Hyde over Bar, Bo Scarborough if, uh, you know, that's the, the conundrum you have. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into our high guys for the week. You know, guys that we're a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit higher on, you know, that, that have good matchups, you know, guys that we just have gut feelings about. Why don't we get into the guys that, uh, you know, we're a little hard, uh, a little higher on this week. Dan, why don't you start that off? Yeah, no problem. Um, I went back to some guys that, you know, aren't really, aren't really your main top guys that, you know, a couple of flyers, as, as we will say. And, uh, you know, a quarterback, I like Baker this week. Uh, he hasn't really been lighting it on fire, but they've been winning. They have a, I think, the the first, second, or third easiest schedule remaining. So, they are going to be, you know, if they can pull some wins out, they are going to make a push at the, you know, at the division. Um, and I think that, you know, they're 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 not really. I'm not going to say they're clicking, but they're they're clicking better than they've been. You know, so I, I like Baker this week, and you know, no better game for them to really light it up for you know for him to light it up for the first time this year than against the Dolphins because the Dolphins defense is pathetic um at running back I like Coleman um I think that you know against a Packers team that has you know a decent secondary but a horrible run stop that they're just gonna they're gonna take advantage of that I think they said the Packers are the fifth worst run stop in the league um so I think that you know they get back to their ground and pound you know they've been finding deep 49ers been finding Debo a lot lately and, and, you know, Jimmy's been playing great the last few weeks and, you know, throwing touchdowns, but uh, I think they definitely know that, that it goes for Coleman on the offense and they definitely want to, you know, I think they want to get him involved early and often. So I like, I really like Coleman a lot this week and he's always a threat, you know, in PPR for, for catching out of the backfield too. Um, at receiver, I got uh, Calvin Ridley had a huge week last week. Um, they have a great matchup this week against the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers secondary. Buccaneers secondary could be the worst secondary in the league. I mean, there's some real bad ones out there, but they're they're definitely top two or three. Um, so, I mean, I you know, I, I, I see a big game for him. I see a big game for Matt Ryan, who's, you know, a Atlanta team is, they're, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to, 
crush anybody, but they are playing a lot better right now, offensively and defensively. So I think they're, they're I mean, it's the it's the Falcons. We're not talking about the the Bengals or the the Dolphins here. I mean, it's a team that was in the Super Bowl just a few years back. So they are going to play with some pride. They're not just going to lay down, you know, regardless of how bad they start at the beginning of the season. And um, you know, I, we know who, what Julio is going to do. So I didn't pick Julio. I mean, I'm trying to take trying to give some people here that need, you know, that that have bye weeks and need some need a little help here on trying to pick between a couple guys, you know, maybe you have Ridley, maybe you have, um, you know, someone else in the same category, you know, wide receiver, low end wide receiver too, that you got, you know, you got to play because of a bye week And, you know, I like Ridley this week because of his matchup. I think he's, you know, got huge confidence boosting game last week. And, uh, I think he continues. So I definitely like Ridley and at tight end, I took a, a, a big time shot here. I went with, um, I went with uh, Bill's Bill, Bill's tight end. I got him really high this week. Uh, Dawson Knox, guy's been catching touchdowns. He hasn't been lighting the the, the yards up on uh, lighting the yards up lately. But uh, I think that you're getting more comfortable with them. This Bill's offense is looking a little better the last few weeks than they than they did for that you know middle stint. Uh, you know John Brown. I'm not going to really talk about John Brown because he's not one of my guys. But John Brown is he's close to a wide receiver one, uh, and I think you know with him opening up the whole, the whole offensive game. When you have a guy that's that fast, it leaves open, you know, leaves open a lot of holes. And I think, you know, Dawson Knox from what I've seen on his, you know, a few highlights of him, uh, I like the way he plays. And I think the guy has a ton of talent and that's, you know, that's what Buffalo needs because they're definitely not loaded at receiver. So, you know, besides John Brown, they, they got Beasley who has had a, who has had a pretty, you know, uptick year for him for, for Cole Beasley, but you know, they just they need somebody to really shine, and I, I like Dawson. Uh, I like Dawson Knox this week against a, a Broncos defense that really has been underachieving. You know, we we talked about how Vic Fangio, what he did with the Bears last year, and you know expected this Broncos defense to be much better than they've been, but the Broncos team all around has just been a huge letdown. You know, they obviously they benched uh, Flacco, benched him, hurt whatever you want to call. It. You know, Flacco's just. Guy's probably not going to start another game. I don't know if anyone's going to give him another shot, but um, yeah. So Dawson Knox, I got him ranked 11th this week. So we'll see what he can do, and you know if he can pull you 60, 70 yards in a touchdown, take that from your tight end, especially you know one that's you got off the waiver. Yeah, I yep. uh, will say that when it comes to Tevin Coleman, I totally agree. I think this is going to be a huge Tevin Coleman week. For, uh, you know, Green Bay's a little bit better against the pass and. Haven't done well stopping the run. I totally agree with you on Tevin Coleman. Uh, I will go next. Um, my quarterback is a guy I've been riding with for the last couple weeks, and I'm going to continue to do it because he's got another good matchup, and this might continue for a while. Sam Darnold <laughs> is another guy. He's on waiver wires. People like, you know, I wrote the waiver wire column this week. He's only owned in 14.2% of leagues. Well, at least that was before – uh, before the waiver wire pickups, I don't know what he's at now. But before waiver wire pickups, he was at fourteen point two percent. Like looking at this guy's upcoming matchups, especially this week, you know he gets the Raiders. Raiders are uh, fifth against you know quarterbacks uh, in giving up fantasy points. You know they they do do well at stopping the run. They are a pretty good run defense. So the Jets are going to have to throw the ball. And, I, you know, the, the Raiders are probably going to score some points on this Jets defense as well. So they're probably going to have to, you know, match points. And I think this is another opportunity for Sam Darnold to have, you know, a very solid week. Uh, I have him ranked up right now at number eight on the week. So that just shows you how high I am on him. And I think he, you know, he, he bounced back heavy against the Giants uh, two weeks ago. This past week against um, the Redskins, he just, you know, lit it up. And, you know, I think he can, keeps that going against the Raiders. Uh, my running back is Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary has a uh, great matchup this week. Um, you know, you got the Broncos. Broncos are a lot more, you know, adequate at stopping the pass. You know, I am, you know, this for me is not a huge John Brown week. You know, he's probably going to see Chris Harris, and I just don't like that matchup at all. Um, I think for the the Bills, they're going to have to, you know, run the football a lot more in this game. I could probably see Singletary and Frank Gore both having, you know, a good amount of touches this week, and I think Singletary, you know, does more with it. He's 
shown to be an explosive back. He's been a little quiet the last couple weeks, but I think this coming week he he kind of gets back on track and you know shows that explosiveness that he showed um, early in the season and when he first come back came back from injury. Uh, wide receiver, I have DK Metcalf. You know, if you look at DK Metcalf's previous four games before the bye week, he had 33 targets in combined. That's eight targets a game that he that DK Metcalf is getting. He goes up against the Eagles this week. This the Eagle defense has been playing better since getting Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby back, but they still are susceptible to that deep ball, which you know DK Metcalf has been shown to be excellent at. Um, and they've been getting DK Metcalf a lot more involved on little short slant plays and, you know, trying to get the ball in his hands. He had 10 targets in, in the previous game before their bye. So, you know, DK Metcalf in this matchup, you know, the Eagles are always capable of giving up a deep touchdown. And, you know, uh, Tyler Lockett is a little banged up dealing with that that shin injury. So I could see, you know, DK Metcalf getting a little more love this week from Russell Wilson. He's got a guy playing at you know, the highest caliber of quarterback in the NFL right now. Um, so, yeah, I think DK Metcalf could have a huge huge week this week. And last but not least, Cameron Brait is my tight end. I, I, I honestly think that O.J. Howard is officially benched. Like, after last week, he had that ball that kind of wrapped around his back and got picked off. And after that, he didn't see the field. And Cameron Brait was out there and got a ton of love. Him and Winston have had, you know, a great connection – you know, great rapport, chemistry, whatever, for the last few years. And, you know, going up into this matchup, the Falcons have been playing a lot better recently on defense, but this is a matchup where I do think that, you know, they're going to be able to move the ball up and down the field, and I definitely see Bray getting into the end zone. He pretty much catches a a touchdown anytime he is the go-to tight end target for Jameis Winston. It seems like he catches a touchdown. So uh, this is, is, you know, to me, a, a week that Cameron Bray could, you know, propel himself into the top 10 at tight end. Yeah. OJ Howard, OJ Howard did play a little bit after that, but he really, he wasn't targeted and he wasn't, he was just basically out there blocking. They were just using him as blocker. It was bad. All right. You're up Steve. All right. So my first, my quarterback of the week is Josh Allen. So I kind of talked to you guys a little bit last week about Bryce Callahan and how that was going to make a big that was going to be a big deal for that Broncos defense. And Kirk Cousin rang them up for uh, 35 pass attempts, 29 completions, 319 yards, and three touchdowns. So if I didn't reiterate – if I need to reiterate that, you know, Bryce Callahan was a big piece of the Denver Broncos secondary, him going down is a big deal. So, you know, if that last week didn't prove it, I don't know what does. Um so I think that Josh Allen going up against this Broncos team, you know, to me is it's still a matchup that you have to be a little bit wary of. But if he continues the ball the way he did last week, um, you know, it's going to be tough for this Broncos team to, you know, really slow him down much. Because last week, honestly, he played the best game that he's ever played. You know, I mean, Josh Allen looked great last week. You know what I mean? Like his passes were crisp. They were on point. You know what I mean? They were like right – John Brown, both touchdowns that John Brown had, they were literally like laser beams right into his hands, perfect passes. If he, you know, if he can get on a hot streak and start throwing the ball the way he did last week, he's going to be really good in this game. I really like Josh Allen this week. I think he could definitely give you a nice fantasy floor. You know what I mean? I think I have him ranked at quarterback nine this week. And that's going up against a Broncos defense that has been very good this year. And like I said, the loss of Bryce Callahan is going to hurt them. And it's going to continue to hurt them. So I like him a lot this week. Uh, My running back for this week is Leonard Fournette. I know a lot of people saw what happened last week. They didn't use him a whole lot. He only got eight carries, which is ridiculous. Um, You know, he just wasn't that good. You know what I mean? But a really limited workload. Um, you know, a guy that in any given week, you know, Dan had, has been toting him since the beginning of the year. In any given week, can get you 20 plus touches. And, you know, you heard the coaching staff say that they want to get him much more involved and, act, you know, active in this game. And I know the Tennessee Titans are a, you know, tough run defense, but, 
you know, last last time they played, you know, they didn't have Nick Foles, the the threat of the past. They were not they literally just completely honed in on Leonard Fournette in that game and Gardner Minshew tore them up with, you know, DJ Chark. So, you know, I don't I think they'll be a little bit more worried about Nick Foles throwing the ball than they were about, you know, Gardner Minshew throwing the ball. And that'll open up some lanes for Leonard Fournette. And I like Leonard Fournette in this matchup. Um, DJ Moore is my wide receiver. You know, for me, DJ Moore going up against New Orleans, especially if there is no Marshawn Lattimore, uh, him being out of the mix will definitely hurt this team. And I think DJ Moore will, you know, benefit from it. You know, I mean, DJ Moore in the past three games has been awesome. He's been really good. You know what I mean? He has two games with 100 yards. You know, last week he, he, he was, you know, not just five yards short of another 100-yard game. You know, the dude is seeing, you know, last week he saw 15 targets. The week before that he saw, I think it was 12 targets. He's just being outrageously targeted. You know, they finally realized that he is a true number one receiver, and they're treating him that way. And, you know, as long as they're going to do that, you know, he's going to be a guy that I play every single week with confidence and I really like him you know this week so a guy that you know in a matchup without Lattimore I think could be very good uh, and my last guy is Jacob Hollister um, Jacob Hollister uh, going up against the Eagles it, it, we've seen how Russell Wilson likes to target the tight end near the red zone you know what I mean? He likes those big body guys to throw you know touchdowns to and I you know as good as the Eagles played last week um, I don't think they're going to shut down, you know, this Seahawks offense. This offense is just too good with, you know, to me, I know I know Lamar Jackson has been fantastic. And, you know, I, I toted Lamar Jackson in the beginning of the season. I love Lamar Jackson. I, you know, said it all basically offseason that I thought the Ravens defense, I mean, offense was going to be much better than people were giving them credit for and, and all that. But I still don't think he's playing better than, you know, Russell Wilson is right now. I think Russell Wilson is on – you know, just it's crazy. If you watch, if you watch Russell Wilson play this year, you know what I'm talking about. He has been everything for that team. You know what I mean? Like he's just been really, really, really good. So you know, I think Russell Wilson is going to use Hollister in this game, and you know, we saw what Hollister can do. He's had you know a two touchdown game. He had you know a touchdown the last you know the game before the bye week. So, you know, a guy that I think in the red zone will be, you know, looked at definitely. All right. So that uh, wraps up our high guys segment. Now we are going to get into your guys start sick questions for the week. All right. So we are at 33 minutes into the podcast. So we'll do like eh, we could be able to do like 10, 15 of these probably do more <laughs> they probably might be able to do more yep all right so start sick questions for this week all right so our first start sick question comes from bs <laughs> oh man that's a great for <laughs> uh, that's great all right so uh we have miles sanders in my flex he says play someone off my bench uh as a flex I have I just picked up Scarborough. Sorry, he's not in the picture. So he sent us a picture. It is Miles Sanders in his flex, and then who he has on his bench. Obviously, he can't play Travis Kelsey. He is on a bye, but he has uh, Terry McLaurin, Latavius Murray, Josh Gordon, uh, and Will Fuller. So Will Fuller, you know, we're not even gonna we're just gonna throw that name out because we don't we don't know what the hell's going on there. Uh, to me, this is very simple. This is Terry McLaurin. You mean going up against a Detroit defense that's terrible? Latavius Murray just hasn't been getting the work, and Josh Gordon. We have no idea how the hell they're going to use Josh Gordon this week, if especially. Yeah, if. yeah, it's 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 scary Terry all the way for sure. He's he's he is the only one now out of that group that is going to be consistently getting targeted. You know, and like I said last week, you know, I love Murray when Kamara's not there, but when Kamara's there. You, you can't sit Kamara on the bench regardless of what Murray looked like, you know, when Kamara was out, but Kamara's just too good. So yeah, scary Terry for sure. Yep. Yep. I 100% agree. And, you know, like you, like Steve said the other day, you know, if that that's 57 or 67 yard pass, whatever it was, isn't called back, you know, he's, he has 130 yards in the game and nobody's upset that they started on the other day. And he has a great matchup this week against the lions. So I think, you know, I think scary Terry is the guy. 
Yep, I agree. Okay, so this is not really a question, but we're going to bring it up because we get, I, we do get a lot of these kind of weird, you know, do you think this is collusion questions? So, uh, all right, so Brandon J asks, he says, here's a BS trade that this guy in my league made. He's playing against me. Is this collusion? So, uh, the opponent, his opponent, will be trading uh, David Montgomery and Keenan Allen for Austin Eckler, Latavius Murray, and Dak Prescott. Um, I don't think that's collusion. No, no not just, at all. I think that's actually pretty fair. You're getting a top five quarterback so far this year, and you know, two, you know, your Austin Eckler's been pretty good this year. But they're Austin Eckler right now is like the number three or four running back in, in the league. Yeah. And then he's trading Keenan Allen, who we all think is a pretty good wide receiver, and David Montgomery. Uh, I don't yeah. see how this is collusion. Not I, at all. Yeah, I think this is pretty fair. I think you're just salty. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think you just wanted one of those players. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brandon, but uh, thanks for listening to the podcast, and you are absolutely wrong on this one. All right, so Josh D. Josh G says, I have Winston on my roster. Y'all think I should start anybody over him this week? So he's asking guys on his waiver wire. So the guys that he has is Josh Allen, Jeff Driscoll, Ryan Tannehill, Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky, Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, 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 no. I don't care if Winston gives you three picks and two fumbles. He should, I mean, against this Atlanta defense, I know I said that, you know, they've been playing better, which they have all around, but this game has just the makings of both of these quarterbacks going for 403 or four touchdowns. I mean, neither team can run for squat, <laughs> like, at all. This is, this is the two bottom rushing teams, but they both have amazing weapons on the outside. I mean, this game should just be all air attack. So, no, Winston needs to be in your lineup. Yeah, I agree. I don't see how, you know, the only guy to me that's viable for this question is Josh Allen. And, and I already told you, I think, you know, Denver is very, you know, susceptible to the pass now that Callen has not there. Um, but Josh Allen is not a very prolific passer. You're praying for a rushing touchdown and two passing touchdowns when you know Jameis can get you three and 300. So, you know, he might throw in four picks, but. You know, if yeah, only two, two to two points, to three is the I mean? floor. Two to three is the floor for for Winston in a game like this. You know, in a game against a bad defense, it's two to three is the floor. I mean, he, yeah, like you said, you're hoping for like three fifty, four hundred and four, which is which is doable. Yeah. So I agree. I think, uh, you know, I think you're keeping Winston on this, on this note. Absolutely. All right. So we have David N is asking. Nope, that's terrible. Uh, let's see here. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's really crazy. All right, got offered Hunt for Darren Waller. What do you guys think? Uh, and this is from Daniel. It depends Daniel on who Barr. your other tight end yeah, is. Yeah, it's, it's tough. That's a tough one to judge. I mean, if I'm going player for player, I'm probably sticking with Waller because I, I don't think I, I don't think you're gonna get. I, Put it this way. Anybody you put, I think anybody, you know, if you're, if you're replacing Hunt for somebody, Hunt's going to get you 10 to 12. I mean, I don't think you're really upgrading at that spot, but if you're, if you're getting rid of Waller, um, you're probably, you could be dropping five to seven points at the tight end position. So, I mean, I think the drop off from Waller is much more significant. All right. So he just put this in literally just now, 32 seconds ago. I have Kittle and Hollister on my bench. He desperately needs a tight end. Do you think I should do this? Um, <laughs> if you have Kittle and Hollister and you're getting Hunt and he's desperate at tight end, I would ask for more than Hunt. Yeah, yeah I, would not, absolutely. I would definitely ask for more than yeah, Hunt. I would ask for I mean, more than Hunt and yeah, see he, what he says. I mean, you I got no problem. So he's got Waller, right? Waller's his. his yes, his. he has Darren Waller, uh, Hollister, and Kittle. So I would, I would even go. I would even. I have no problem giving up Kittle for a, a stud. 
You know, if this guy's really looking to get a, you know, if he's really looking to, to grab a tight end, I mean, Waller's been as productive as anybody this year. So truthfully, you could probably trade Hollister for Hunt right now. I mean. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. If he's desperate, I would do. I would off. I would say, hey, listen, if you want to keep it, Hunt. I mean, Hunt is a flex, and this is exactly how I would word it. I would say, you know, Hunt is a flex. We both know he's a flex. You know, Hollister is on a very good offense with a quarterback that likes to throw to the tight end. You know, that you're already seeing that they have a rapport. He's played two games, and they have three touchdowns between the two of them, you know, together. So you know you can start him every single week. We'll do Hollister for Hunt straight up. If yeah. not, I'll give you, you Waller, but you got to throw something up. You got you you to throw the more Annie. than Hunter. I mean, you could throw Hunt in somebody else, but, you know, it's got to be where I feel that, you know, the value is good. Yeah, it's definitely – you definitely got to get more than Hunt if he's desperate at tight end. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you guys – this is the thing. Like, when it comes to when it comes to trades, if, you're, if your league is still, is still trading at this point, you need to learn how to negotiate. Like, fantasy football is like negotiating when you go buy a car. When you go buy a car, do you go to the guy and say, oh, yeah, the car is $20,000. Sold. <laughs> I mean, like, no. You, you negotiate. You say, hey, listen – you know what I mean, I really only want to pay seventeen five for this car. Where can you know? What I mean, let's let's work on this, and then you know you end up at nineteen hundred. You know, you know nineteen thousand. But there's got to be some kind of negotiation. You don't just go into the deal like hell yeah, just I'll take whatever you offer. You know what I mean? It's not the way it works. You gotta you gotta you gotta work at it. All right, so Jared D asks, I got two running back slots and a flex spot: Gurley, McCaffrey, Ingram. Uh, and Derrick Henry. Gurley, McCaffrey, Ingram, and Henry. So McCaffrey is never coming out of your lineup ever. Gurley, McCaffrey, Ingram, it's, and Henry. Yeah. Jesus, Gurley. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Gurley, Ingram, Henry. This has to be. This has to be like an eight, like an eight-person league <laughs> to have that kind of yeah, running his, back. His running backs are serious. So Gurley, McCaffrey. I'm going McCaffrey, Henry, and Ingram. That's my that's my three. Yeah, McCaffrey. Gurley is benched this week. (sighs) Yeah, I agree. I think so. Yep, I agree. Ingram, Henry. Yep, McCaffrey, Ingram, Henry. That's what I'm doing. Ah, man, I don't know. Gurley just was used so much last week. And if they're going to start giving him that workload, it's hard for me to be like, no, I'm not starting Gurley. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And and especially we don't know what the, you know, what, what Woods is, you know, what his, his, his situation is right now. So, I mean, and I don't know. I just don't think after a game like that, where he got, where he literally like basically didn't leave the field all, but maybe a few, a handful of plays there, you know, I don't think I can sit Gurley, but it's tough to sit one of the other two. But if I had to, Probably literally Baltimore is the only reason why, but the Rams have a good run defense too. So I I would, I would play Henry. I would probably sit I'd sit Ingram and that's tough to do. I think I agree. I I think I'm going to change it. I think I am going to sit Henry uh, Ingram and start Gurley because at least I know Gurley, you know, if they keep using him the way they did last week, he's going to get 20 touches. And I don't think there's any chance that Ingram gets 20 touches. Yeah. It's all about the workload. So, Unless he gets those two, if he, and he doesn't catch those two touchdown passes last week, he wasn't very good. No, but he's also been solid year all year long. Yeah, he's been good every week. I can't, basically. You know. he's had I like mean, to be honest, game. if you're if you're able to still trade, you should be trying to trade one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. None of those guys should be on your bench. So you need to you need to get a nice wide receiver on your exactly. in your lineup. If you got those four four running backs, you gotta need help at receiver. Yeah, honestly, trade one of those guys just so that you don't have this conundrum. Just so that you're yeah. not sitting there going, "Damn, who do I start this week?" Just every week, yeah, every <laughs> week. Gurley's like, gonna have, be doing this in, in a in a trade because of the season that Gurley had has had. He's gonna have the least value because um, obviously people are gonna look at like total points that they've accumulated. So, and I kind of liked you know the fact that Gurley's gonna be used so much at the end of the year. So I would I would have no problem. Going, you know, trade. I would have no problem trading Ingram for, you know, a really good receiver. If I, if I'm this guy, and this way, you know, you got, you know, you don't have to make this decision each week going into playoffs. It, it sounds like with that kind of lineup, he's probably in the playoffs. Oh so, yeah, I would hope. So yeah, I, I would, you know, that's that's what I would do too. I, I like that idea. All right, so Kev kind of brought this guy up, but this I like this question. So Pete M says DK Metcalf or Allen Robinson this week. 
So we all know DK is going up yeah. against the Eagles. Um, you know, that has not been a good matchup lately. The Eagles have been very, very good in the secondary the past couple games since they got since they um, got Darby and yeah, Mills since back. They got Darby back. Yeah, they definitely have been, you know, Mills and Darby have been much better of a duo than, you know, just Darby out there in the beginning of the season. But And then Robinson, who's he going he's is he going up against Jack Rabbit? Yeah, Allen Robinson is going up against the Giants. So, I'm going to yeah, go Robinson. I was going to say I'm still going Robinson. I mean, yeah, I for sure. Beckham this week, but yeah. Robinson, I mean, I would, if I'm going Robinson, I'm probably hoping that Chase Daniels wants to be in the starter in the game. Nah, exactly I, I, what it, I wrote in the in the wide receiver cornerback matchups. Yeah. You know, DeAndre Baker has been quite possibly the worst corner in football this year. Like real bad. You know what I mean? So I'm not sitting Allen Robinson this week. I love Allen Robinson this week. You know, yeah, I, I know I, DK has a nice, you know, could have a good game against the Eagles, you know, some deep balls, but I'm not sitting A-Rob this week at all, period. I don't, I, there's only, there's probably – I'm probably going to have him in my top seven at run, wide receiver this week. I really am. Yep. Yeah. All right, so let's see here. Guys, I have a good dilemma. This is Rich M. Richard M. asks, I have both Lamar and Rodgers. Currently starting Lamar, in in your opinion, should I change my mind? Nope. <laughs> Why would you do it this week? No. Not. Why are you asking that question this week when, they, this when he plays the Niners? I mean. Yeah, listen, listen, dude. I'm just going to say this right now. You are never, I don't care what the matchup is. The, Patri- the Patriots were supposedly the best defense in football, hands down, no question. Everybody said it. And Lamar oh, shredded them. Pooped on them. Pooped on them. He made them look bad. I am never, 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 never sitting Lamar Jackson. Period. I don't care who you have at quarterback. Period. Not sitting. No, he's, 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 he's getting you twelve, thirteen hundred yards rushing this season, and he is playing well above what everyone thought. Guys, that he, you know, in his Ben passing. Simmons made a three pointer today. What? what? <laughs> he made. Oh a my today. God. My hands are raised <laughs> as a three-point field goal. I love well, it. We got one minute and 57 seconds until halftime, so we'll, yeah. we'll answer a few more questions because I want to see that highlight. Oh, <laughs> yes. my God. He did it. Uh, he did it. All right, guys. So we're from Jersey, and we are all Sixers in fans. You, in case you uh, didn't notice, he was a corner, corner three-pointer. Nice. Go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, we're Sixers fans, guys. Sorry, we had to throw that in there. And I'm not taking that out either. <laughs> <laughs> that's news homie <laughs> <laughs> that is that is world news watch, watch this guy for 170 games oh, <laughs> it's about damn time my god it finally right. happened we knew it was going to happen sometime all right so uh alvin r s he says i'm starting car over aaron Rodgers. am i crazy um not this week no i i, I don't think you're crazy I would start Carr over Rodgers this week. Yeah, I don't think you're crazy. I think I think David Carr has been – I've been saying it for weeks. Eric. 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 David, God damn it. I do it all the time. Every single I, time. I don't even erase that either. They got to know I'm, that uh, Yeah, I do it all the time. I'm not erasing it either. But, you know, Steve, Steve, Derek Steve Carr. David Carr, apparently. Dude, Steve's got a crush on David Carr. Uh, dude, after I seen that that clip of him and Dak Prescott throwing, yeah, throwing yeah. the ball, I was like, yo, Derek Carr can still play. I mean, yeah. <laughs> David oh, Carr can still play. <laughs> you missed this one up. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm trying to overcorrect Derek Carr. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, I agree. I think, I think you know, Derek Carr this week, he's been good the past – at least five games, and, and NFL good. He hasn't been fantasy good past five games, but three out of the past five, he's been very good. So, you know, it's just Aaron Rodgers going up against a 49ers defense on, you know, Sunday night. It's just, it's, I mean, if you are if you don't think that matchup's a little bit scary, you know, you, you are crazy. But, you know, I'm also not benching, you know, Aaron Rodgers for, you know, like, let me think. Who, who's a guy that you would bench, that you would, you know, maybe teeter on, um, you know, Brian Tannehill, who's been playing good the past, you know, four weeks. You, you know, gotta I, pick a better name than that. Well, Brian <laughs> Tannehill's been pretty good. I mean, my, people might be yeah. like, oh yeah, he's been playing good. I might start him. No, I'm not doing that. 
they're gonna we're gonna we're, we're gonna get a lot of questions about the about oh, Rodgers. I guarantee because we're of, gonna have well, because, we, yeah because because of the matchup. Yeah, in a fantasy life, I can almost guarantee you f- at least fifty questions on Aaron Rodgers. I can almost guarantee it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's guys that I would start over them for sure, but I mean, you gotta most, be within reason. Yeah, most weeks they're you know you're not sitting Rodgers. All right, so Jeffrey H says, uh, keep da- David Johnson going forward yes or no dude honestly this is his bye week and i can't tell you that i can't tell you whether to start him or drop him i don't know how you guys feel i'll tell you how i feel i feel like you should wait until after the bye and see how he plays in that game if you have to sit him on your bench you know what i mean if if after the bye he's not getting any touches then you know i would be cool with dropping him yeah i would be cool with dropping him because kenyon drake you know looks like the better running back right now you know what I mean? David Johnson is something that's clearly hindering him from from playing to his capability. And honestly, if the Cardinals, you know, if you know they're paying this dude a lot of money, if they're not going to cut him next year, they should just shut, shut him down. If they're not going to play him after the bye week, then they should just say, you know what, David Johnson's going to IR. You know, we're going to start, you know, Kenyon Drake the rest of the season. Because Kenyon Drake, this is the last year of his deal anyway. So unless they plan on signing him to a long-term deal and getting rid of David Johnson, there's no point in risking him any further. Well put. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think I would hold on to him to see what happens in that first game after their bye week. And if Kenyon Drake's still massively out-touching him, yeah, there's no point in keeping him. You yeah, talk about you up. talk about wasted money. You're not lying. They pay him a running lot of back money, bro. Paid a lot of money too, and they're not even playing him. Yeah, I think he's making 15 mil a year. Hey. He's making some money, boy. All right, this one I actually love this question, and I'll explain why after I ask the question. But, uh, good lord, this dude's name is Gorverg. Gorverg S, because that last name is no way in hell I'm pronouncing that. Anyway. Uh, Jamison Crowder or John Brown? See, this is a really good question because Jamison Crowder has been really good the past three weeks. He has a touchdown in each game. He has over 70 yards in each game, and he has over five catches in each game. So he's been very good. And John Brown doesn't have a game under 50 yards this year. I mean, any game. You look at all John Brown's games, he has not had less than 50 yards receiving in any game. So this is really tough for me. I mean, this situation, I think you just have to go on matchup and you got to go with Jamison Crowder. Yeah, he's definitely you know, got the better matchup with Oakland. I, I mean, I, I would almost assume that Chris Harris is going to be on John Brown. And if that's the case, I, I just, I'm not high on John Brown. Chris Harris still plays as one of the top upper echelon cornerbacks in the league. He's just not getting recognition for it because of the team that he plays on. But, you know, yeah, I, I, because of the matchup, I got to go with Crowder. Crowder's just been so good with Darnold in there. Yeah, past three weeks. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I'm going to have to agree. I, You know, I, as much as I love John Brown, and it's not even just from being a Bills fan, it's just how good he's been this year. John Brown has proved he's the number one wide receiver on a team. He can be the number one wide receiver on a team. He's proved it this year. Yeah, he will be for years to come. They just got to put some other some other talent around him, but he's, he's been awesome. Yeah, so – but, yeah, I mean – I. When you have, I always say it. When you have players that are very close, go with matchup. You know what I mean, you know, you don't go with matchup if you're talking about Julio Jones or John Brown, you know, or Julio Brown, Jones and whoever you know you want to say. You don't go with matchup. You go with talent. But you know, when there's two two guys that you like the talent of equally, go with the better matchup. Oh man. Oh no, I'm not doing kicker questions. I can't. No. Do yeah, I can't yeah. do kicker questions. Just can't do it. All right, so let me see here. We have eh, – let's do a trade question. So, Team A, we're just – the guy's not giving the names of the teams. He crashed them off. So, it says, Daniel L. asks, is this trade acceptable? Zach Ertz and Cooper Cup for Greg Olson and Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, I think that's fine. I think it's, it's fine trade. Uh, the person that's trading for Cooper Cup, or yeah, person that's trading Zeke for Cooper Cup, basically. I, I mean, shush. 
I guess you Zeke's haven't watched Cooper Cups the last couple games. Yeah, but Zeke's back couple games have not been good. Zeke scored a touchdown last last week. He scored week. two touchdowns last week. I mean, he yeah, he, he had a really been, good, he had a really good week last week. No, he scored two touchdowns and only had like what? 15 yeah, he didn't have a lot points, of yards, 14 fantasy points. <laughs> I mean, I had this argument nothing. with a, with a friend of mine. I mean, if you're talking fantasy points, you can't like Dude's getting in the end zone, so you can't yeah. argue that he's been terrible when he's getting into the end zone. No, I don't think you know, he's been it, terrible, but I, I mean, like, I don't think this trade I mean, is bad. I mean, Zach Ertz is way better than Greg Olson. Oh, I mean, yeah, like that, that, that's a win. You yeah. know what I mean? And then Cooper Cup has been bad, but Ezekiel hasn't been the Ezekiel of old, so I don't think he's losing. If Cooper Cup finishes off the season strong, I don't think he's going to lose too much. You know what I mean? Like. To me, Olsen to Ertz is a huge downgrade. And then Cooper Cup to Ezekiel Elliott, total points, they could be close. You know what I mean? Like, Zeke will probably score more points, but do you think it's like 30 more points? You know what I mean? Like 40 more points? I don't think it's that much. I think it might yeah. be like 25, 30 points. Yeah, yeah. But the difference between Zach Ertz and Greg Olsen could be – is 40, 50 points. 40, 50 points, true. Exactly. So, I don't know. I think that's pretty close. Um, Yeah, I think that is a fair trade, though. That's what he's asking. Yes, it is a fair, fair All right. So, should I change anything? I like these questions. Maurice Thomas asks, should I change anything? So, he has – let's see here. It looks like he has – all right, so he wants to basically know. He has Ryan Griffin as his tight end. Uh, he has Ryan Griffin or Jacob Hollister. Who do you like better? Jacob Hollister is going up against Philly, who is the number eight against tight end. And Rob, uh, Ryan Griffin will be going up against Oakland, the 28th-ranked defense. Oh, man. i probably keep it Ryan Griffin because he was just heavily targeted last week. Um, so I think I would leave that the same. You guys agree? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I- <laughs> yeah, Ryan Griffin got Wait. heavily targeted. And see, he has. He was. He definitely was heavily targeted in the game. But like Russell's Russell Wilson's just playing at such a high level, man. Like yeah. I, he's very good. I don't think any defense is stopping this Seattle offense. With no, I agree. I don't think the so. way they're running the football and with how good he's been. So I mean, I, I'm probably going Hollister personally, but I can understand the Ryan Griffin, you know, start. Yeah, I think it's just a matchup thing. I think he and he also has Sam Darnold as his starting quarterback, so he probably wants to. Uh, yeah, I would probably go Griffin just because of the because of the combo. Yeah, the combo. So, uh, let me see here. Um, it looks like he's good at running back. You're not going to pick any of those guys, but he does have uh, Ryan Tannehill or Darnold. You know what I mean? For me, that's that's pretty easy. I'm going Darnold not over Tannehill this week. Not even close this week. All right, and then Galladay over these three wide receivers, Hopkins, uh, Jarvis Landry, and no, Tyreek Hill's on his bench. Tyreek Hill's on a bye week. So it's basically, would you start him over Landry? Would you start Galladay yes. over Landry? Yes. Against the Redskins, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Landry's been pretty good the last, last few weeks. He's been coming on better. Um, getting a lot of targets, but yeah, Galladay. It's the matchup's awesome. Uh, I mean, the I matchup. Don't get me wrong. The matchup with the the matchup with the Browns is awesome too. But yeah, yeah. then again, yeah. But I, I mean, Miami. You know what I mean, you said the other day. You said the other day. You can't take Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay is almost a borderline number one wide receiver. Yeah, every, yeah, I you know, agree. I, mean, I, agree. I don't think you can take him out of your lineup. Yeah, you, you can't. You can't really compare a guy that's that, like Kev just said, is is a is a you know eleven twelve rank guy almost every week to a guy who's you know twenty two to twenty four. Yeah, yeah. I just talent alone. I, I mean, going up against you know this Redskins secondary, I think I agree. I think I'm going to start Galladay. You know, I, I it makes me nervous, and I get your nervousness because you know I I, I am a Kenny Galladay owner in like four different leagues, and you know Jeff Driscoll just is sucky butt <laughs> so you know it is what it is all right. all right two more two more so let's do two more we got do i start zach pascal tomorrow or debo see now that's a problem 
because Zach Pascal plays tomorrow and Debo yeah, plays yeah. this weekend, and we don't know what the hell's going on with Debo. He didn't practice this week or today. Um, so Sanders didn't practice. You don't know if Sanders will be out there. Exactly. So Kittle, you know, it'll, you know it, a lot of things affect Debo's Debo situation. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I mean, we talked about it earlier. I like Zach. Pascal's. I might go. I might go with Pascal. Yeah, I like Pascal's. You know, matchup better. Uh, you know, than I would Debo's. Debo's gonna. You know, he, he moves all over the field, so he's going to see King. He's going to see. You know, he's going to see basically everybody in that secondary. So, yeah, I think I would go Pascal. You know, I know he's playing. I know Houston's defense is god awful, atrocious. So yeah, I'm I'm more much more confident that you know. Pascal get you 10 points. We don't know what Debo's going to do. All right, let's make this last question a good one. All righty, righty, righty. Let's see. We have – oh, this is a good one. I like this one. All right, so this is Tammy. Tammy M. asks, I need to fill my running back spot or my flex. These are the players I have. So she has James White in her flex right now. No running back spot. But, you know, she can move that around. She has Tariq Cohen, Ronald Jones, or Latavius Murray. Should I start any of these guys over over the James other? White. Yeah, I'm definitely starting James White. For sure. Over who? She's saying, she's, she's saying should she start of these four, name two, basically. James White, Tariq Cohen, uh, Ronald Jones, and Latavius Murray. This is the thing with Latavius Murray. Carolina has been terrible the past two weeks. And if New Orleans throttles them, Latavius Murray could get a whole lot of run in the second half. It's a big if. Yeah, it's definitely a big if. So I can see why people are asking about Latavius this week. A lot of people are asking about Latavius this week. Ronald Jones has Atlanta. And Atlanta's been pretty good the past couple weeks. And Tariq Cohen scored the touchdown last week, and he's got the Giants. I'm definitely starting white. There's no doubt about it. But of the other two guys? I might go Cohen. I might go Cohen. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> you, look, you, look, you look stressed, Kev. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm actually looking at my ranks. I was trying to find three Cohen on here. I think I'm going um, to yeah, I think I'm gonna go Cohen against the Giants. Because if Ron, yeah. Ronald Jones, right, if you start Ronald Jones and he does what he did last week to you, you're going to yeah, be that's, super pissed off. That's the fear. I would probably go Ronald Jones, but ugh, after last week, it's so hard to actually give somebody that advice. You know I what know. I mean? It's just four carries for 13 yards. It's like I would probably go white and Ronald Jones personally. Uh, I would just expect him to bounce back and pro- hopefully fall into the end zone because I do think that Tampa will be able to move the ball on uh, Atlanta's defense. Yeah. Uh, so, really, you're hoping that he falls into the end zone. But, I mean, Tariq Cohen hasn't done anything. He had a good game last week, but really hasn't done anything. But yeah, he hasn't he played the Giants yet. I hope the Giants you have yet. some really good he wide hasn't played receivers. The Giants yet. <laughs> I hope you have some really good wide receivers because your running, yeah, your running backs are terrible. terrible. <laughs> yeah, they're bad. Uh, this is the one thing I will say about Ronald Jones, and then we can end the podcast. Ronald Jones last week saw four touches. He also saw four targets. Literally, I'm not exaggerating this. Peyton Barber saw one target in the game and no carries. He had zero oh. carries. And that one target oh. was a touchdown. <laughs> and we, well, we said we said Jameis threw the ball 474 times. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so literally, I don't think you have to worry about the split between those two. So if you are going to start Ronald Jones, I think you can say confidently that Ronald Jones is the guy. Yeah, I think what you're hoping is that they don't get you know uh, ramsacked and wind up you know down you know 14 nothing after the first Which two could drives happen. and then. <laughs> Which it's very possible that could happen. I mean, you know, all all it needs is Falcons get the ball first, go down and score. Jameis throws a pick, definitely could happen. And then the and then the Falcons score again. Not Jameis. Now you're looking at yeah. Now you're looking at like you know another 50 pass attempts for for Jameis Winston. But yeah, I would still go Ronald Jones, but 
I, I I can understand if you wanted to throw Tariq Cohen in there. <laughs> yeah. All right. There's not even like, normally my answer to this would be if you want safe, go with this guy. If you want yeah. upside, go with this guy. There ain't no safe or upside with flip either a, one flip of them. Flip a coin. You in trouble, flip bro. A flip a coin. <laughs> yeah. Running backs are bad. Like I said, I hope your wide receivers are great. You're not lying. All right, guys. All right. So that is it for tonight's podcast. Uh, remember, don't forget to check out the website, www.fourthandinchesff.com. That's www.4thinchesff.com for a bunch of content. You got articles, blogs, player profiles, rankings, and you can subscribe to our VIP content. And until next time, peace out, guys. Peace. Till next time. <laughs>